0: Welcome to the Come Follow Me podcast, presented by BYU Speeches, featuring BYU devotionals and forums specially curated to accompany your weekly Come Follow Me studies. Be sure to check out our other podcasts by searching BYU Speeches wherever you get your podcasts or by visiting speeches.byu.edu slash podcasts. So that, you time so, I try to as try, 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 and try, 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 that and try, 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 get try, 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 you don't think I should read the book, I don't know, <laughs> but I don't know. First, I start way back in 1905 when I went on my first mission to Holland. My cousin and I rode together till to we reached Liverpool and we were sent up into Norway the land of the midnight my son, and I was for all. And after he'd been in the country of the months, I received a letter from him calling me my name, and he said, I met a man the other day who knows more about religion than I've ever dreamed of. And I told him, if he has something better than I have, I've joined the trial and bad. While my name, I said, I said, if he has something better than you have, you have to join the truth. I said, if you have something better than a personal visitation to this earth after centuries of darkness, God, eternal Father, and His Son, Jesus Christ, in the dispensation of the fullness of time and reveal the real personality of God and His Son, Jesus Christ. And then, we do have something better than the coming of the moonlight lives the a place from which the Book of Mormon was translated Gives us the history of God's being with his prophets in this land of America over a period of a thousand years. Then, if he has something better than the coming back to this earth of John the Baptist, he was beheaded for the testimony of Jesus and restored the Aaronic teachers power of side by to baptize by a for of the remission of sin, We have something better than the coming of Peter, James, and John, who upon the mouth of transfiguration, with this danger, can return to this earth to restore the holy priesthood power of the apostleship and power to organize the first of the kingdom of God upon the earth. we have something better than the coming of Moses, or the seed that was gathered on Latter-day Israel? we have something better than the coming of Elijah, the prophet, of whose coming Malachi set fire, But before the coming of his great and dreadful day of the Lord, the Lord will send the of the prophet. Turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, the hearts of the children to the Father, lest He become like the whores for so the birth. that's an important mission. I said, if we have something better than that, you ought to tell I tell a missionary that if you learn how to tell our story. you never need to argue with anybody tell them things they've never heard of, and you prove them to them out of the Lord's holy scriptures. As uh, second of the Southern States, I think the family's dad and the Christian's uh, on the inauguration of the marriage covenant and the family unit. I've it from the uh, Roman Howell's book and what's that the men believe what such churches describe. along one side, she has the names of, of all the important subjects and across the to top the names of the various large churches of the world. And I read from that book, not one of the major churches believes in the eternal duration of the nine government. The family women. There's a meeting closed, I finished the doors that we had for the people who were there. The man came up and introduced himself as a Baptist minister, and I said, I am supposed to be here tonight. No, Mr. Richie, please like you say, we don't all believe all the things. And I the he said, You don't believe the leader. Why don't you go back and teach the people the truth? They'll take it from you, and they're not ready to take it from the Mormon elders yet. He said, I'll see you again. I didn't see him about four months, and my went back. After that, right. My like, coming with a mouthful. In the newspaper, as I walked up to that old place, I not at Baptist Minutes. As we shook hands, I said, I'd certainly be interested to know what you thought and my thoughts here the last time I was here. He said, Mr. Richards, I've been thinking about it ever since. I believe every word you said. Only I'd like to the rest of it anymore. You never get out. I you get you to talk about the rest of your well. And there is a man occupied public in the past church who everyone eyes and yet he has to his people. In the book of it, Mormon, you read of Henry High within the desert and he told his son Joseph that the Lord had promised Joseph to be sold into Egypt and in the latter days he would raise up a prophet from Israel whose his name would be Joseph and whose father's name is be Joseph. Now obviously that was Joseph yes. And he said that prophet shall bring forth my word. Prophet Joseph promised the Book of Mormon, the Doctrine and Covenant, the of Great Christ, and many the other writings. He has given us more revealed truth than any prophet who's ever lived upon the face of the earth as far as our record is concerned. And that was written in the Book of Mormon before this church was ever organized. And then he said, he shall not only bring forth my word, but he shall bring in the conviction of my word that has already gone forth among us. What do you mean by that? That in this world where there are hundreds of different churches preaching men's interpretation of the Scriptures, that the Lord would give this new prophet an understanding of the Scriptures, to reveal them in the spirit in which they were written. Then he asked, And he shall bring men unto salvation. Why? Because this prophet would be the upon for the holy feast of the power to administer the saving ordinances of the gospel. Then the Lord asked, And he shall be great in my eyes. Whatever the world may think of this prophet, of this dispensation, there is a testimony of the Lord, and he shall be great in my i Now, referring to the statement, and he shall bring men the conviction of my words, that glory gone gone forth among them. I want to tell you the little experience I have from been in Holland. I have an invitation from some men to attend one of our Bible classes. They meet every week in one of the homes. We met in the home of a farmer's furniture dealer. There were about 20 men there. The only woman was the daughter of the man of the house. They gave me an hour and a half to discuss universal salvation which includes our doctrine of teaching the gospel in the eternal world of the spirit of disobedient here from the earth and the doctrine of baptism of the living for the dead. And so, after I discussed that matter, I just gave them chapter and verse and let them use their own Bible. I figured, that they would believe it more if they read it in their Bible, otherwise they'd think that I had a different Bible. Then when I was through, I laid my foot on the table and folded my arms and waited for a, uh, for a comment. The first comment came from the daughter of a man of the house. He said, Father, can understand He said, I have never attended one of these Bible classes in my life, but you haven't had the last word to say on everything, and tonight you haven't said a word. <laughs> he shook his head and said, My daughter, there isn't anything to say. This man has been teaching us things. We never heard of. And he's been teaching them to us out of our own Bible. That's what I meant, what the Lord meant when he said that this prophet of this dispensation would not only bring forth his word, but would bring in the conviction of his word that's already gone forth among them. Now, along that line, some years ago, a congregational and evangelical churches of these Western states California, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, Utah, Nevada, for holding a conference of their leaders and ministers in, in South Lake. And the leaders of the group wrote a letter to President McKay and asked him that he would send one of the general thorns of the church to attend the morning session of our conference and tell them the story of Mormonism, and then to remain as our guest for life, and then to remain for an hour and a half in the afternoon and they're my question. I got the assignment, and I don't mind telling them. I'll it together. I tell a missionary, you never need to argue with anybody, If you learn how to tell our story and you keep believing. So, (laughs) when I arrived, I said, you want it just the way we got our church and what we believe? The man in charge said, That's just what we want. Some of them wanted to get away from earlier flames to up the northwest. So they set the and back a half an hour so that they could give me two hours and a half in that morning meeting. And I presented our message to them just about the same way that I have it in the marvelous work and the wonder which many of you have read, showing what we got by revelation rather than by ref- reformation. The churches of this world have not been able to agree because they have not understood the sisters and they have tried to encourage them and those two of them should agree. So thus their love brought into the world so many churches. But we have a gospel that comes direct from heaven. When I wrote the marvelous work and the wonder, I predicated on the spot. That we were the only Christian church in the world that didn't get our religion out of the Bible. We got it by revelation from heaven, and then we take the Bible to prove that what we have is what we should have. So, I, after I have presented what we got by revelation, and I've already refurbished a little of that when I showed you about my who was up in Norway, uh, then I said, while well, I was the presiding bishop of that church, we had the building program of this church. We had the plan for for the Los Angeles temple. One day we took those plans and showed them to the First Presidency. We have an 84 pages, about four feet long, two and a half feet wide. He didn't have the electricium as a plumbing plan complete. And yet, there was that temple built, spiritually, and there wasn't a hole in the ground. I said, you could take those plans and go all over this world and try to fit them to every building in the world. And there's only one building they'll fit, And that's the Mormon temple down in Los Angeles. Oh, I said, of course, you can find buildings that have material in them, like in that temple, such as lumber, cement, mints, tiling, records, wiring, and plumbing, but you can't find any other buildings in the world. Those plans are fixed, except the Mormon temple in Los Angeles. Then I held up the Bible. I said, Here's the Lord's blueprint. Isaiah said, The Lord had declared the end from the beginning. It's all here when you know how. Understand it. Isaiah said, The grass withereth, the flower, but the word of our God will stand forever. Now I said you should take this the Lord's blueprint and try to fit it for so every church in this world, and there's only one church that is all fit, and that's the Church of Jesus Christ, the so Latter-day Saints. Oh, I said, of course, you can find other churches that have some faith in them, like in this, the Lord's blueprint, if you can't find any other church But if the Lord's blueprint for fit. And so I said, i illustrate to you what I mean. Now for our life of Christ, he said there are two passages in the New Testament for which he can find no The first is John 10 and 16, where Jesus said, Other people I have, which are not of this old, and also much side grain, and they shall hear my voice there shall be one soul and one shepherd, I said. Do any of you men know why that's in the Bible? No answer. Do any of you know any church in the world that does know why it's in the Bible? No answer. So we know all about it. Then I cited him to what I told him about the promise of Moses to Joseph, who was sold in this Egypt of a new land separated from his brother the utmost bound of the everlasting hill, and describing that land, Moses uses the precious, the word precious, five times in just four little verses. Do any of you know where that land of Joseph is? No, well, I am. Do any of you know any church in the world that does know where it is? No, well, I yeah, we know all about it? I said, it's the land of America. Then I led up to where the Lord's command be fulfilled, that the two legends should be kept, one of Judah and his followers, none of the house of Israel, and one of Joseph and his followers, the house of Israel, and in the days of their children, that is in the latter days, when they would say, Wilt thou not tell us what thou meanest by thee? Say unto the them that I, the Lord, who take the sick of Joseph, in the hands of Ephraim, and I will put it with the stick of Judah, and I'll make them one in my hand. If any of you, I said, know where that stick or record of Joseph is that the Lord commanded to be written? No answer. Well, we know all about it. It's the Book of Mormon. And when we get the Book of Mormon, we read about when Jesus visited his people here in the land of America. And he told them that they were the other chief of whom he spoke to his disciples in Jerusalem. He said, Never at any time had the Lord commanded him to tell his disciples who the other chief were, only that he had other chief, that were not of his folk. See how beautifully two together when you understand. The second passage this 7, 4, couldn't understand is 1 Corinthians 15 and 29, when Paul said, oh, Why are they baptized for the dead? If the dead rise, not at all. Why then are they baptized for the dead? I said, When would you know why that's in the Bible? Oh, how do you know any church in the world that does know life in the Bible? No answer. So we know all about it. And I told them of when the Peter said that Jesus was put to death in the flesh, was quickened by the Spirit, by which he led him preached to the Spirit, so was disobedient in the days of Noah, when the ark was being prepared, when a few. That is, a soul were saved by water. God then obviously, if the speaks to them, give gospel with faith, repentance, and baptism by immersion, and the an admission of sin, and the laying on of man for the gift of the Holy Ghost. And since you can't baptize their spirit in water, the Lord has to give them a vicarious of the living for the dead so that that holy and sacred ordinance could be performed for them. Peter said, Therefore, and the gospel preached to them that are dead that they might live according to God in the Spirit and be judged according to men in the flesh. And Paul tells us that all men shall be judged by his love. That helps to understand what Jesus meant when he said, The hour is coming now, is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, the day that fear shall live. The world has interpreted that to mean those who are dead in sin. But Jesus amplified it by saying, Marvel not at this, but the hour is coming, and they that are in their tree, now hear the voice of the Son of God. See how beautifully that together. Then I so gave those men some more places like the kingdom that God was to send us in the latter days, and the heavens were Jesus' to Christ until the restitution of the kingdom of all, please welcome them the mouth, all the holy prophets, and then the angel of the church. In the Gospel in the latter days to be preached to every nation in and people. And each one, I would say, you know by these passages are you know, in this picture, part of the Lord is listening. You know any church in the world that saying that these things have been fulfilled. You see how beautiful, beautifully the Gospel fits together in all these beautiful fulfillments of the Word. Of a holy public, And I call oh, them towards the close of my, my, the man in charge said, yes. Now, Mr. Richards, please let it stand that you believe that God has a wife. which we three that to it, and has more it heart, yes. and I can get out. Rather, but Jesus, three eyes Well, I don't see how in the world he could have a son without a wife. You? And they all began to flutter, and I didn't have any trouble with that question. (laughs) (laughs) Those ministers and church leaders wanted to have an hour and a half to ask questions, and after listening to me for two hours and a half, I got that one question from him, and that was the only one. The man in charge, when I left them said, Mr. Richard, Richard, this has been one of the most interesting experiences of my entire life. No wonder, Isaiah said, it would be a marvelous work and a wonder. That's what it is to me, and that's what every missionary ought to make it be." It was all so yet in darkness. Uh, experience. I had a debate with a minister over in Amsterdam when I was on my first mission. One of the saints invited me to come to her home. She wanted to invite her neighbor again and let me teach the gospel to her. When my companion and I went to that home, a neighbor was there, and she brought her minister with us. So we had little no difference of opinion on the discussion of pre And like right there he challenged me for a debate in this church. And I was dying and had a lot of humps in me, and I accepted the challenge. <laughs> we were not advised, I know that not the Saturday. When we arrived in his church on Saturday night, according to appointment, that church was full. All of his people were there, all of our people were there. I just know how people found it out, I didn't tell him. <laughs> he stood up and said, Now in as much as Mr. Richard is a guest in our church, we were charged on the privilege of opening the debate, and we at least talked for 20 minutes and continued until all that's mutually agreeable. He said, does that satisfy you, Mr. Richard? And I said, very much. I didn't tell him that I would have given him the shirt off of my back for the privilege of opening that debate and he just had it to me on a silver flag. I didn't know whether the Lord had anything to do with that or all, but I always thought he did. So, I stood up and I said, The last time I talked to my friend here, he had a difference of opinion on the principle of Jesus. I come here tonight. Discuss that subject. so I don't suppose to start at that point. I said, if you were going to build a house, you wouldn't try to put the roof on it until you got the foundation in, because if the foundation was faulty, it wouldn't be any good to put the roof on because the house had fallen. So I said, I suppose to open this debate by laying the foundation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I preach for my sake the sixth chapter of Hebrews, so where Paul says, Reading the principle of the gospel of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of faith toward God, dependence of dead works, doctrine of baptism the laying on of hands eternal judgment, the resurrection and eternal judgment. I heard all those faith in this heaven, I thought they believed that. I think, by John baptism, by immersion to the remission of sin, and everybody in the audience were giving me a favor. Then it came to the laying on of hands for the gift of the Holy Ghost. They didn't believe that. They've the Holy Ghost came just like the Jesus over your head. And you remember when the, the apostles, of Jerusalem heard of Samaria and accepted the word of God through the people of Philip. They sent Peter and John to them. And when they came, they prayed for these men. They laid their hands upon them. They received the Holy Ghost. And so when Simon the sorcerer saw that the Holy Ghost was conveyed by laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money, saying, Give unto me this power, but upon whomsoever I lay my hand, they may receive the Holy Ghost, my like unto of thee. Peter said, My money very through thee, because thou hast missed. With the gift of God, and be purchased with money. Then I gave them another reference to two on that. the laying on of hands out of the Bible. Then I sat down. This man stood up. He never mentioned a word I said. He started on the matter of the church and the golden Bible, and Joseph never admitted that he made many mistakes. To men. He turned to me and he said, Now if your physician will explain these matters, his audience will be more complete. I'm on my feet just like that. My companion said, How'd you so fast? I said, What have you been praying for all week long? I said, I said, In the days when I got on my feet, I said, In the days of the Savior, his enemies to like the critics, his cleanness, and pastness and I don't suppose there's anybody here today that likes to see us from God to go home, that he tried to stand up. <laughs> this friend of mine offered me the courtesy of opening the debate as a guest in his church, and now he wants to steal from me the very courtesy that he's sending to me, and I don't propose to let him do it. So, I said, now, my friend, you can have your 20 minutes over again. And he said, sure, no, he said. His wife stood up in the audience He said, what makes you wish to do that thing? It's fair, you ought to answer. Then he said, sure, and I said, so and I might stand up and give me my spoken hand for the time. And I said, one more chance. I'm willing to remain here. So Ten o'clock tomorrow morning, when I have to be in my own church to find a go forward on the basis that he sent it out, but if not. I'm going to leave. That's my Some time to leave. That's our. I our thanks to leave, and we leave it to you to settle with your people for what happened here today, tonight, and then listen to us. We all walked out of then And I'm on the street, trying and trying again after that, and guess <laughs> what the did. Where did that? brothers and sisters, you've listened to me this morning, I think you can understand why I tell missionaries missionary you never need to argue with anybody if you learn how to tell a story. And it's the sweetest story that's been told in this world since the resurrection of the Christ. It's true. That's my testimony to you. And I pray God to help you to do your part to share it for those who are yet in darkness. And I leave you my love and blessing in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to the Come Follow Me podcast, presented by BYU Speeches. Please check out our other podcasts of recent speeches, classic speeches, and BYU Speeches compilations on love and marriage, overcoming adversity, by study and by faith, the prophet Joseph Smith, and Jesus Christ, our Savior and Redeemer. Go to speeches.byu.edu and click on podcasts for more information.